Peace, family. It's your girl, Adrian, a.k.a. Nostalgic, a.k.a. Fawe Mima, a.k.a. Ogunyemi, a.k.a. IBK, and affectionately known around the way as TT, and I am here at TT Talks. I'm so glad to be back on this microphone. It's good to be back up in here. It's been so long since I have last talked to you all. It's been maybe a year. Y'all, don't be mad at me, (laughs) y'all. It's been entirely too long. Um, There's so many reasons as to why it's been so long. It's it's a combination of traveling. Um, Since the last time I podcasted, I've been to Nigeria. I've been to Indonesia. Um, bouncing around the U.S., loving life, connecting with people, you know, doing what I do. Uh, hurricane season was interesting here in Florida, so there was a lot of energy devoting to managing and handling that. And I've been really hyper-focused on, on, on my other gigs. Um, I'm, I'm a professor now. I started teaching uh, at FAMU, the highest of seven hills. Um, And that's just eating up so much of my time and my brain space and, you know, having to grade papers and lesson plans and researching and um, a little bit of laziness is added on top of that. A little lack of focus and lack of discipline. That does happen sometimes with me. Uh, Sometimes I just be tired and I don't feel like doing like shit. (laughs) That's the real. Sometimes I'm not inspired. Sometimes I'm not in the mood. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm just trying to get my mental health in order, you know, and, and so many of us have a lot going on and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, to succeed and, and it takes its toll. So, um, we're going to actually talk a a little bit about that today. I'm so excited. Um, I have some special guests on some good friends of mine. They're licensed, uh, or, or working on becoming licensed mental health professionals, um, We need to take care of our mental health, y'all. You know, there have been several high-profile incidents that made me pause um, and say they need to see somebody, like, immediately. And, you know, we need to set up societies to where there should be no shame in that, you know. And, you know, be able to give people alternatives and strategies on how to be able to, to, to take care of ourselves, you know. You know, I know what I do. Uh, you know, I like to eat good food, drink good drink, <laughs> within reason and balance, you know, praying, meditating, listening to good music, having good conversations with people, spending time in nature, you know, pursue interests, you know, travel. And even if you can't afford to travel, you know, all kind of extravagant places, taking short day trips, you know, just so you can just be in nature, kind of get out of your normal everyday routine you know surrounding myself with like amazing people like I have the most amazing people in my life I like I don't want to trade friends with nobody because my clique is like deep and they're beautiful inside and out men women children old people like my eight my crew thick so serious about that but that's good for my personal mental health um and I can see how not having really good people around you can be very bad for your mental health so you know, it that's a really huge thing is to make sure that you're surrounded by good and amazing people. I be getting massages. Not as many as I should. I be giving more than I'm getting. I really need to get one. I'm, I'm due for one. You know, making sure that I rest, exercise, have, have sex, um, be, having beautiful surroundings in my home, uh, uh, participate in 
random acts of shenanigans, uh, you know, silly, and, and you know, the, the true definitions of shenanigans is silly or high-spirited behavior, semicolon, mischief. And I'm all down for that. Like, <laughs> recently, something that was surprisingly good for my mental health that was shenanigans-related was watching the For the D Challenge um, I, I, I really just want to thank Erica Badu and and, and, and and Michael Blackson for just giving me life and inspiring me to do my own for the D, you know, challenge for myself. I had my own for the D aspirations. So serious. So, you know, I don't know if you were under a rock or, or, or not really hip into social media. I'm going to I'm going to play a little something real quick. So you have a reference for what I'm talking about. But. I just really had a ball with it. Y'all gotta hear this shit. Here we go. So was that not <laughs> was that not the live as y'all like I really 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 enjoyed that but you know there were some people that weren't really feeling that energy they thought it was kind of silly or maybe um, unbecoming particularly of women or unproductive or whatever um, I, I don't give a fuck about what they think about that uh, I, I, I rode that wave, hunty. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was crazy. The real shenanigans began when, when, when a homegirl of mine made a post basically saying, uh, she wanted to make a private, like, Facebook, face, Facebook group for folk that just wanted to get that for the D energy off their chest. So, you know, in true black girl fashion, we provoked that shit. <laughs> you know, we was egging it on. And so, uh, a few minutes later, I get an invite and I joined uh, this, this small group. It was maybe, I don't know, 20 sisters. Some of them I knew, it, it, some of them I did not know, but like for a good 36 hours, we was just dropping straight hashtag bars. My sister was just lighting it up and I was talking my shit too. And it was so dope, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we made very intellectual, wise, witty, sexy, freaky, nasty, sassy, jazzy quips for like 36 hours. It, it was marvelous. And it was a really wonderful de-stressor. I was so surprised by that, that what it did, like it really lifted my spirits. Y'all, we was talking cash shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually, I would love to actually share some of the For The D stuff in there, but you know what happens in the private group stays in the private group. Create your own and, and say some slick shit. I, I dare you to do it. So, you know, and, and a few of the women in the group also remarked on how wonderful it made them feel to do that and how much they needed that space. Um, and, and it really deposited some good energy into our mental health, um, our mental health banks. And, and, and it gave us another push just to keep going, you know. So I enjoyed participating. I enjoyed witnessing. And, uh, you know, but despite all of that, Badu still dropped my favorite one. But wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Let me stop lying. Because Auntie Jennifer motherfucking Lewis, she dropped a for the for the D challenge too, but it was related to her book. So I, I want y'all to hear this shit because this shit is hot. Come on, Auntie Jen. Bring us through. Bring us through. Bring I us hear through. that's a video going around about the big D. And you know, mama's always loved herself a big D. <laughs> but there's something more important going on. My book. It's called The Mother of Black Hollywood. Go to Amazon and pre-order. It drops on November 14th. Ow. To rap for my book, so I tap, tap, tap for my book. Red lips for my book, titties and hips for my book. I hit a high note for my book. Now you woke for my book. Rubber pom pom for my book. You bitches better run for my book. I got a plate and a pig, cause my book gon' be big. My book gon' be big. Cause my face is on a plate and I got a yellow pig. That was an absolutely brilliant plug by Auntie Jen. And she used that energy to pump her jewel of a book. The mother of black Hollywood. I listen, I just finished the first of all, get the audio book. I mean, some people, they don't really do well with, with, with audio books. They don't feel like they process the information, but it's Jennifer motherfucking Lewis reading it. So you have to hear it in her voice. But this book was so wonderful. And, and it just made me love her even more. Anybody that knows me knows I'm like a, a straight up Auntie Jennifer Lewis stan. Like I love her. I love her movies. I love her everything. I be watching her Broadway shit on YouTube. I be watching Jackie's back. Like I love Jennifer Lewis. So for me to even love her anymore, I just need y'all to understand what is going on in that book. She's so candid, she's so real, and you know, I just I just need to meet her. I have a, and even though I got the audio book, I got a hard copy of the book just so that she could sign it. Cause I know I'm gonna meet her one day, I just know I will. Um, and she just has a wonderful, amazing life. And I also really appreciated her transparency involving her mental health issues um, with anxiety, with depression, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, sex addiction. And I, I think her story is going to be very inspirational for a lot of people to know that they can come out on the other side and be all right. But they got to make sure that they're going to do the internal work and they got to make sure that they get the help that they need. Um, because it's real. Mental health issues are so real. You know, anxiety and depression is all too prevalent. Um, you know, I recently made uh, a Facebook post about why I was asking people, why do you think that anxiety and depression is so prevalent? Like, you know, it's, I wanted to hear people's thoughts about it and, and so many people came on and they were just talking about how, you know, our society, you know, pressures us to, to, to meet these unrealistic standards of, of work and family and having to be in the rat race to be able to make money and then not being able to have enough time to do things, you know, that feed your spirit because you're too busy trying to make money. You're too busy trying to handle all kind of other things. Um, you know, lack of access to healthy foods, 
um, environmental issues, you know, not having access to, to beautiful scenery. You know, a lot of people are coming up in, in concrete jungles and that takes a toll. Um, fast food mentalities, you know, people not having patience. Everything has to be now, now, now. Um, it, it's so much. Um, all of the imagery that we're getting on in the news and the social media, uh, we have so much access to all of these very detrimental stories and images and, it, and, and we just consume it all the time and that, and that takes a toll on us. Um, and, and so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular um, subject. And so I'm so excited to delve a little bit deeper into it with my good friends, uh, LaShondra Cremati-Williams and Yolanda Irvin of Blue Lotus LLC. I'm so excited. We had a great discussion just on mental health from their perspective because that's what they do. They're, they're counselors, they're psychologists, they're mental health specialists that particularly um, are dealing with um, our people in the black community. Um, so I, I, I can't wait for y'all to hear this discussion. Please sit back, please enjoy, please take some notes and um, make sure you take care of yourselves. Peace. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm here with my special guests, two really good friends of mine, and um, I guess we can say colleagues too. We but we all in healthcare. Uh, they are representing their company, Blue Lotus LLC, and they're doing their things in the mental health world in the Tallahassee community, um, helping out all of our good black folks and some white folks too. Y'all have white folks too. Surely is. <laughs> hey, everybody need it. Um, but um, they're here to talk about mental health in our community. Um, you know, it's something that's, you know, swept underneath the rug and it's not even brought out in the open. It's kind of a taboo thing. It's um, people are just now slowly starting to be okay with talking about going to counseling. So, we're gonna talk a little bit more with that. So I'm gonna to talk to Yolanda first. Miss Yolanda, please tell me who you are and um, you know the services that you provide. Okay, well my name is Yolanda Smith Urban. I'm one of the I'm a co-owner of Blue Lotus Counseling Holistic Wellness. Um, I've been counseling for over 10 years um, now. Um, and the services that we offer are individual counseling, group counseling, family counseling, um, play therapy, anger management, um, grief counseling. Um, but the way we're doing it is from a community oriented, from a African perspective. Um, mm -hmm. We're bringing culture. I say that culture. I culture. feel it. I feel it. Culture. <laughs> Up in this thing because a lot of times um, we go may go to a, a counselor or therapist. Um, it may be from our background, but the cultural element is not there. And one of the keys to success in counseling is having that same same similar cultural background. Um, it makes a major difference when you're assessing our people from our own background and also we're we're looking at it from a holistic perspective mm -hmm. not just from a um what is it called um looking at it from um 
or just you being diagnosed with something and we're treating that we want to look at the whole picture and the whole person mm -hmm. I love it I love it and we have Miss uh, Lysandra Cromati Williams here who is the second part of Blue Lotus please talk about a little bit about yourself and um, you know what you provide okay <clears throat> I am Lysandra Cromati Williams I'm the other uh, owner of Blue Lotus Counseling and Holistic Wellness. Um, I'm a, one of the, I really enjoy what I do as a, I'm gonna say therapist, but usually I say healer. Um, for me, I, my role is to help facilitate healing for the individuals that I work with. So I'm first a woman um, and I'm a mother of six children. Hey. So I mm -hmm. get that hands-on experience <laughs> with how to deal with uh, stress, how to deal with uh, children who are going through different stages. I'm a, personalities. Um, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Them the ones with the personality disorders. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, I'm also a sister, a friend, a wife. So I wear many hats and I'm uh, grateful that I have the uh, background and the training to be able to put my life experience into use and begin to assist the people who need um, help moving past past trauma uh, healing uh, covered up scars just dealing with some of the things that like you said earlier we brush under the rug dealing with some of the things that our family members want us want to turn a blind eye to dealing with what society is dealing us um, black women black men black boys and black girls so just try and from as Yolanda said, a holistic standpoint, uh, culture is extremely important um, when you're talking about healing. Too often, we're told to pray about things. Mm -hmm. And so, for our culture, mm -hmm. prayer is extremely important. So, what we're, what our goal is, what our goal is to take prayer, because it's important for our culture, and incorporate that with other things that are going to be, um, that are gonna work for your good and help you heal. And so that's where we come with that holistic uh, viewpoint. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies. I, I appreciate that and, and the services that you provide to the community. Um, so in, in what you're seeing, since now a lot more people are seeking out therapy, wanting to go to therapy, what are some of the, big, the biggest issues that you're seeing right now? Um, I know children is a whole different thing, but mm -hmm. like specifically like with adults. I think um, one of the breaking the barrier, one of the biggest issues that adults have is breaking the barrier of distrust. Mm -hmm. So um, because of some of the things that they've experienced as adults, we've been taught to protect ourselves, to guard ourselves. So when you're talking about healing and therapy, whether it's talk therapy, whether it's play therapy, whether it's meditation, um, depend, no matter what form it is, you have to establish a level of trust and honesty within yourself and with ever with whomever it is that you're going to be working with to um, begin your healing process. 
Also, I see a lot with um, adults, um, a lot of uh, adjustment issues. Mm. If because it's um, a lot of transition. It's. I had a conversation today, um, and I hate to go off on the tangent. No, that's fine. Please do. Um, what I'm noticing is a lot of times with um, even adults, they uh, conceptualize this idea of how um, their world is supposed to be and operate. And um, and they have this idea set up, and when things are not going that way, it's it's causing them to um, have um, worry. It's causing them to um, have symptoms of anxiety, um, and some of them it's causing them to ha- have breakdowns and mm-hmm. um, depression because it's it's going. It's like this is not how. I, I formed this view of reality, but I'm not operating out of this view, and um, they're not having, um, they don't have the ability or the coping skills to adjust to this, um, to the way the world is forming around them. So it's causing them to have some, um, some b- mental breakdowns because it's, it's like this is this is not right. This is not how it's supposed to be. This is not how it is. So I look at it as. Um, adjustment issues um i i hate to say it's an adjustment disorder because it it's not that it's um it's symptoms of it but i think it's um it's more of like a worldview setup uh, um uh, um challenging different mm-hmm. ideas of of your reality so i see a lot of that um now um especially during this time depression is a really big one um because it's the season's changing it's getting close to the holidays um and a lot is going on so i'm seeing a lot of that and i'm seeing a lot of people um just get into um where they get to the point in their life that they're getting in that crossroads mm-hmm. and they have to make a decision if they're going to go one way or the other and that's becoming hard to do so that goes back to that whole adjustment thing and i'm really just thinking about people i talked to spoke to recently um not on a whole but just 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 thinking recently like what i've been seeing um with people and what they come up with and their issues and it's that's some of the things that um has been presented to me lately Okay. And I'd actually like to add to that. Uh, when you're talking about children, you're talking about uh, resiliency. You're talking about um, children rise to the occasion. Uh, and there's a proverb, an African proverb that says it's easier to raise, um, it's easier to raise healthy children than repair broken men. That's important. Be- and so, and that's true for us. It's easier to uh, assist these children in getting where they need to go and starting these healthy concepts of self, healthy um, interaction, cultivating these characteristics that we want to see in them. With adults, um, they a lot, some majority of adults that have experienced trauma, they're so used to living in chaos, they have a problem uh, even imagining what their world would be like without chaos. So in those times, you'll have uh, self-destructive behavior. You'll have some of us who will, um, 
who will be the ones that prevent ourselves from healing just because we're afraid of that adjustment mm-hmm. and we are because we're afraid of what and this is subconsciously this uh, subconsciously like not knowing we're afraid of that um adjustment and so we do things we cre- we recreate these cycles that have kept us in bondage because we don't know what not being in bondage is mm. I want to give it a new name, transitioning disorder, something like that. Right. Because yeah. it's listed as adjustment, but the adjustment really hasn't happened yet. It's just like, oh, in my mind, I'm trying to figure out if I want to adjust or not. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of. Yeah. So, for some people, for the people out there who feel like, I, I have this thing where I feel like, particularly if you are, um, african-american or from indigenous cultures um i think that everybody needs therapy really mm-hmm. like everybody yes like everybody mm-hmm. i really think so um so what would you say to people who kind of are like well we don't need therapy or i don't need therapy um do you have any like words of advice or any you know different point of view that you would like to offer to somebody who um, maybe doesn't necessarily feel like you know somebody be like oh well yeah, it's not for me mm-hmm. um, or something like that? Yeah, I think it goes back to people' ideas of therapy. They think that um, therapy is for crazy people. Mm-hmm. So anytime you go to therapy, it's because you you got to be crazy. What's wrong with you? Like you just sitting there talking to somebody. What they people don't understand what therapy is. They don't understand the process of therapy. They have this um idea um a lot of times of either you sitting on the couch talking to somebody or Doctor Phil version of therapy mm-hmm. or Ayana Van Zandt um. I ain't even gonna go on her because she made me roll my eyes. <laughs> her version of, um, of, of therapy. So they have these ideas of therapy and they don't understand that um, therapy, how transformative it could be. Um, and also, they have a very like book model of therapy. They don't understand. Therapy is. It, it's, it's a great experience and i believe too everybody needs therapy i need therapy um everybody needs somebody they can talk to in confidence um you may have somebody that um you could go to and you know that's your friend but as therapies you just it's a it's a different type of relationship that's built there it's in confidence and we're not advising you we're encouraging you we're looking out for your best interest it's um we're challenging yeah you. challenging you it's boundaries there it's limits there it's homework there it's different thing it's different elements um there that's different from um romantic relationship or friendship um mother daughter mother child relationship so i just think it's um people don't understand um what therapy is they have an idea of therapy and they they don't um i don't think they um get a chance to uh appreciate what therapy is and what therapies provi- therapists provide because it's a stigma associated with therapy like it's it's only for crazy people but it's for everybody like i well i might be a little crazy i'm just playing but <laughs> <laughs> but even i i i'll be the first one to tell you like um um i need that but it's required for us to to go to therapy and to talk to other therapists mm-hmm. um 
because we have frustrations that we um, deal with. We have everyday life that we deal with. We have stuff going on too. So being able to um, being able to vent those frustrations out, talk to somebody who has those skills, who knows um, how to um, how to um, how to speak to you, um, who knows what to say, how to respond to you. It's a um, amazing experience and I never forget when I first started my supervision um I I knew what my supervisor was doing. I came in there being frustrated 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 like and I I know the therapy process I know how to um help someone calm down and she did it to me I said you counseling me and it feels good like mm-hmm. I knew the process I already knew what she was going to say before but having somebody else reflect my feelings Mm -hmm. having somebody else track me having somebody else um challenge me it was like okay and by the time like i she diffused all that out of me and i was like okay this is the process i get to experience the process from the Mm -hmm. other side and it um it helped me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's grown people walking around who have never experienced that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they walking around with all of that stuff. I mean, decades and decades mm-hmm. and decades of covering up and covering mm-hmm. up and deflecting. Mm-hmm. And, and awesome. so, um, you know, when I run into them in traffic <laughs> and they ready to snap, you know, you don't know the type of baggage that people are coming with. Mm-hmm. Um, so for somebody who maybe is on the fence or maybe even considering therapy and doesn't really have a good starting place um, or maybe even is is looking um, is seeking some type of counsel and maybe haven't found it yet or maybe who they want is out of network um, what what strategies would you give for them in between um, you know this point up until when they do begin therapy to kind of help manage um, depression manage mood issues manage anxiety okay. um, well, I want to. I kind of want to answer that with a two-part. One, um, we have to begin to um, understand that it's okay to take care of yourself. So, um, I like to. My favorite thing to do is uh, eat good food. So I don't mind treating myself to good food. Um, I don't mind uh, buy me a nice dress. I don't mind getting my hair done. So those are things that I'm willing to invest. And most of us have things that we're willing to spend money on. So we have to uh, get away from feeling like uh, we can't invest in ourselves. If if you feel like you need therapy and you maybe you don't have a therapist that's in network or um, your insurance isn't being, it's hard. It is a little hard at times. Challenging getting connected. You may have to make a financial investment in yourself because nine times out of ten it'll be um, one of the best decisions uh that you make so my thing my first thing would be to encourage anyone to make a financial um investment into themselves and if they have to come out of pocket and pay for therapy do that but in the event that um someone is facing depression or anxiety i always encourage them to go talk to somebody to um because that's the key thing and talk to somebody who's who has listening ears oftentimes there was a point where we 
kind of didn't need therapists because we had our big mamas that would listen to us uh, and check us. We had our support systems, whether it was the church, whether it was the after school, the leaders in the after school programs. We had um, many things that, uh, many resources, and those resources aren't necessarily in place now. So uh, if someone is depressed, I would encourage them to talk to somebody that, um, that has listening ears, they're willing to uh, assist them through that troubled time. Uh, if mostly everywhere in Florida, you can always call 211. There's always um, trained counselors on the phone. They'll listen to you and that's usually free. Most uh, jobs um, or places of, of employment offer employment assistant programs where the employees uh, can actually receive a couple of sessions for free and the job will pay for it. So just tapping into those resources that are available or uh, ain't nobody is around, go sit outside in the sun. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say too, like if you're in a transitioning and you're kind of on the fence about going, find a support group too. Mm -hmm. That's um, big because you'll connect with other people and then you'll see what they're doing and what's working for them and you might be able to find somebody that you could relate to that um, uh, may help you find different um, coping mechanisms and then a lot of times people in support groups they still uh, um, attend therapy so or it's recommended so you may find somebody who's been where you are mm -hmm. um, who's going through the same thing and they have something that may help you um, work or uh, help encourage you to move towards therapy because it's a process so it's not some people just can't go from um, not doing anything to just hopping up mm -hmm. with somebody one-on-one -on -one that might feel awkward to them but they may be able to transition um, into it um, by going to a, diff a group for that like a depression support group or um, I know it's like different ones postpartum this support group like different support groups maybe just going to help you um, help you transition and hopefully while in there you are able to pick up some skills that'll help you but we don't want to get caught up in putting band-aids mm -hmm. on these big mm -hmm. behind flesh wounds mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we um we cleaning them up well and you know making sure that they're healed versus i understand if you have the triage so i'm using that Healthcare yeah. analogy. You I'm see, you. I'm doing it. I see it, boo. Uh -huh, I see the vision. Uh -huh, I see it. Some of them for a minute. Right. Because it's an emergency, but we might need to move on so we can heal. And then, two, um, prevention. Yes. Like, move towards that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Um, I remember recently, I was reading a Facebook post. I want to say it may have been from, I think the sister's name is Fire Angelou, but um, she is very candid about her mental health issues. She's very candid that she has been in and out of therapy because a lot of the trauma that she has been through in her life, she's very candid about being on meds, um, and she encourages um, other women in particular um, to um, seek the help that they need. But one thing I really like is every once in a while she'll do a post um, 
just saying, you know, I just want to shout out the sisters who have mental health issues, who are also low income, who don't necessarily have the money or the resources or the transportation to be able to to do. And they'll say, if there's a sister on here that's reading this, sisters, if you have any free um, mechanisms that help you mm-hmm. to be able to get through until you're able to get some help, list them. And it'll be like thousands of comments of things that women do for free or almost free Mm -hmm. and a lot of that stuff is you know they'll say go to the park Mm -hmm. um go out to the sun the beach get out in nature uh, maybe volunteer Mm -hmm. if they have the opportunity spend some time with some children uh get those coloring books oh yeah that's Um, one of my favorite things yeah (laughs) to kind of help with stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. gardening gardening Mm -hmm. cooking food um hobbies Absolutely, doing things, everything, masturbation, going mm-hmm. out, dancing, um, spending time with people who you love and trust, um, so, and it's helpful for the women who are just who are literally reading this post. Mm-hmm. They can't even get up out the bed, mm-hmm. and you'll see the comments underneath being like, "Sis, I needed this today. Mm-hmm. I what? I haven't brushed my teeth in two days. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed my clothes today." But even reading this post motivated me to get up, mm-hmm. and you know. Mm-hmm you know take a bath put my clothes on get myself together check in on other family members and so um i just think it's um really important because i want to make sure that anybody who's listening no matter what socioeconomic status you know because sometimes people may feel like um and that's why i appreciated y'all giving a lot of the resources that you know i may not know as a lay person who's not really in the mental health world it gives them some resources um, and it gives them the idea that maybe sometimes things are not accessible to them. Mm-hmm. And people have that feeling. Now, whether it's true or not is mm-hmm. is two different things. But you know how people are perceiving things mm-hmm. is, you know, that may not be for me or that's some white folk stuff yeah. or, I'm, you know, I don't have that type of access and resources. So even little things like that um, is helpful and but definitely we can't keep it there. Kind of like what uh, Yolanda was saying about a lot of that stuff. It may help get you through the day. It may help mm-hmm. get you through the week. But it, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. But it's enough to kind of carry you over so that you're not blowing up. So that mm-hmm. you're not doing destructive behaviors um, that may be destructive to you and or your family members or your children. And stuff like that. So um, I really appreciate it. Um and real quick, what are some, I know you mentioned a little earlier about um, seasonal depression, mm-hmm. uh, holiday depression, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, what, any strategies or, you know, thoughts or words of encouragement for people who are about to come up on a, on a hard time for mm-hmm. the holidays? I know a lot of people who have lost people this year mm-hmm. are having a hard time. Or if they're from a family that's kind of dysfunctional and they get really stressed out because either they don't want to see people mm-hmm. or they just have a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, any strategies or any words of encouragement? Because we operate from a holistic standpoint, when we're talking about dealing with um, with grief after losing a loved one, I highly recommend uh, as the holidays come up, the first thing I recommend is honoring that um, loved one that has transitioned. Mm -hmm. So if they favorite thing for Christmas was some uh, collard greens and cornbread, when you have your uh, Christmas 
meal, you put them some collard greens and cornbread to the side and you let them know, uh, Big Mama, I'm thinking about you. Or um, if they birthday coming up, release a few balloons mm-hmm. in honor of them. But um, so just getting in the getting in a space where you're actually celebrating that loved one that you're lost uh that you lost or that transition um so i think that's one of the that's one of the biggest things that i do because as we uh get to the holidays many people are reminded um that this uh person is no longer a part of our family and Mm -hmm. including the family in doing that and celebrating Mm -hmm. that loved one because uh, many times the person that we miss is worthy of uh, celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with a dysfunctional family, um, to um, just taking it easy, taking it one step at a time, um, knowing what you're going into. Um, but even thinking um, thinking optimistic about it, when, even when you're going into it, and feeling okay if you have to remove yourself, if it's overwhelming, if you have to take it. Step out, take a couple of deep breaths, or go outside and just take some moments and deal with them in um, increments. Mm-hmm. Have a plan you. and an extra strategy. Okay. <laughs> okay, put your finger, hey, I gotta go see such, just go see such and have such. Have your plan and your extra strategy. strategy. Like, you don't have to, um, you don't have to um, force yourself into any situation that you feel uncomfortable, that you feel um, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can remove yourself. It's it, it it's okay to remove yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay to stop by and swing by for a couple of minutes and speak and you know keep it moving because mm-hmm. if if it's gonna um if it's some unresolved issues that you y'all haven't worked out yet or some things that may bring up some um stress for you some and make you overwhelmed, it's okay to not deal with that in the moment until you're able to, until you're mm-hmm. resilient enough or until you have mm-hmm. the uh, proper amount of coping skill to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And if um, you got a, if you petty and you got a cousin that's petty and um, auntie getting on y'all nerves, just sit in the corner and text <laughs> one another. You know, sometimes we got to turn moments into laughing moments. Right. You know, we got to right. um, human Yes, Yes, we have to choose to uh, not not allow ourselves to get upset. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna laugh about mm-hmm. this because she can't talk about me with that wigs and no <laughs> You know, right, so. right. Know what you will do and know what you will not do. Yeah, you know what you tolerate your levels, and then too, like um, with um my family, what I like to do is um. They they're super competitive. I like to like bring different games from childhood, like and play those games as uh, adults and just to see, cause um, a lot of times with that we'll be able to connect on that. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. um, That's we true. We find something something to connect with. Or oh, a lot of times that's a great um, idea. Photo mm-hmm. albums too, bringing out those and oh, you know just yeah. cracking jokes. Hey, if I have to crack jokes on myself, I'm like, hey, let's look at this right here. Um, just something where it could just um. Um, thin the air, like if it's mm-hmm. a lot of, if it's heavy in the room, just something fun, something lighthearted to do, um, and that maybe playing like an activity or something. Or I um, typically um, I work with kids, and that's wh- who I operate with. Like when I go to family members or people in general house that I'm kind of iffy about, I communicate with the kids. I'm like, come on, y'all, let's get a kickball game going. Let's mm-hmm. get a volleyball game going. And, you know, the babies, they just, 
they don't even be worrying about all the other stuff. And what I've noticed is just by engaging them, the grown mm-hmm. folk, they'll come in and try to turn it into their game, man. Before you know it, everybody is joining. It's so involved. just yeah. finding something um to do if if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, and just to add a little bit, uh, we have to stop having conversations with ourselves mm-hmm. so we could um be having this conversation like oh my family crazy they get on my nerves um but then when we if we have that conversation with somebody else mm-hmm. one we could hear what we're saying and we could kind of challenge our own um thoughts like oh did i just say that and then two um i might be talking about um my crazy um uncle but then i'm talking to yolanda and she like girl that ain't crazy my uncle do the same thing you know (laughs) like he be cracking on the churn too you know Mm -hmm. so just uh not having conversations with ourselves having conversations with others Mm -hmm. so that we could uh get some feedback and hear what uh what Mm -hmm. we are actually saying and thinking absolutely you made me think about something too like go to somebody else's house and see how they roll Mm -hmm. you you might you might enjoy your family after going to see somebody else's family how they operate and roll that's true Mm -hmm. that's true (laughs) and make sure before you go because you've been going there all your life you know your triggers uh-huh. oh, you yeah. know you know what triggers you you know who triggers you yeah. mm-hmm. you know what conversations trigger you mm-hmm. so that you can kind of be aware and kind mm-hmm. of feel what's going on and also sometimes you don't always have to unless you're dealing with a highly high dysfunction or and or an abusive yes. or past abusive yes. situation yes. that's another story that yes. abuse and dysfunction we that's that, we that, separate that's, that's no different. Yes. That's I gotta separate that because if you're in there with the person that was touching on no, you, we're little, not talking about that. We're not no. talking about that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm talking about the people that get on your nerves, the people who are blood relation to you that maybe rub you the wrong mm-hmm. way or get on your nerves or mm-hmm. say little things. You know what I'm saying? They always tell you when you're picking up a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, they always asking why you, you have, have another baby. You got <laughs> three right. already. Well, you got six over there. Right. You working that night. <laughs> right. Child, my granddaddy told me, he's like, you ain't got no husband yet? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Get out of my business. <laughs> like that is, that's totally within the realms of normal family mm-hmm. banter and, mm-hmm. and normal but you know if we're talking about some people who have priorly ab- abused you mm-hmm. don't go yeah mm-hmm. don't go yeah. if you already know what's gonna happen um instead go somewhere else instead do something just for you um and 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 make sure that any other family members who you do trust let them know listen i love you and i support mm-hmm. you but i can't be in that space mm-hmm. it's not good for my mental mm-hmm. health and it's about me right now mm-hmm. i'm trying to take care of myself i have things that i'm trying to do i have goals and i can't do that if i'm constantly exposed to trauma mm-hmm. that you know has not been rectified or dealt with yet so you know make sure you set your own boundaries mm-hmm. about what you will listen to you girl Baby, I got a TT talks for nothing. I got a whole bachelor's degree in psychology. I got a whole bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't listen to me. I ain't licensed by the state. <laughs> These two ladies are licensed by the state. We working on licensure. That, oh yeah, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to make sure that people who are listening 
um, could have some strategies on how to deal with the upcoming holidays, on how to deal with mental health, um, and trying to bring it out the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you know try to bring it out of that taboo mm-hmm. place. It's in where it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, and and bringing it to the forefront. And that's why I'm really appreciating um, people like um, Auntie Jennifer Lewis. Oh yes, I love yeah. her. That's I love about. her. That is yeah. my mama. Yeah. Anybody my who know me knows she is my for real auntie, <laughs> and she don't know it yet, but. <laughs> She's my, but she has been very candid and very vocal mm-hmm. about her um, mental health um, struggles throughout the years and eventual triumph. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she's very clear. Like, listen, I struggled for a long time, but I ain't struggled forever. Exactly. Um, you know, I made it through. She had a lot of things coming up, and um, so actually, in my next segment of this show, I'm gonna be reviewing and talking about her memoir, which was. Absolutely phenomenal. It's one of the best memoirs I've read in a very long time. It's really, really, really good. It's funny. It's witty. Um, it's wise. It's insightful. Um, and she really, anybody out there who has, anybody in general need to read the book, but anybody who has ever struggled with mental health issues or had, um, you know, mood swings, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. substance abuse, sex abuse, um, sexual addiction, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. Um, she talks about that very candidly in her memoir and just talking about her journey with therapy um, and just, you know, her, and she'll tell you her journey with therapy was 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I spent the first 10 years playing. Uh-huh. You know, but... Um, I think it'll be very inspirational, particularly um, for black women. But it's really a book for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to single out anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but because she is a black woman and she's coming from mm-hmm. the perspective of a black woman, um, I think it's a wonderful read um, just to kind of help encourage people to take care of their mental health and their mental yes. wellness. And um, not being shamed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest the part shame. about it. The shame. Yeah. And, talking about it and opening up about it and being candid about mm-hmm. it um, actually helps a lot too because you're able to process it mm-hmm. you're able to go and you're able to look and then a lot of times you may be you may find somebody else who shared that same experience and they could tell mm-hmm. you okay well I've been feeling this way too so mm-hmm. you're, you're not alone not feeling like you're the only one like this and um, or the only one who um has experienced any type of mental illness. So I love the fact that um, she has been vocal and she has been open and she has been honest about it and not shame of it because when you're hiding in your shame, you're just suppressing it. It, It's eventually it's going to come out. It's going to, it's going to show. So um, that openness and um, candidness um, is really helpful. And, for us too, um, as therapists, that openness, that genuineness, that candidness—that's part of us as therapists too, and that has um, played a major role in how we deal with um, our clients and how um, our clients are able to um, succeed in therapy. Um, just being able to relate, because you know, I'm um, I'm low key ratchet, so <laughs> everybody. <laughs> in contact with me a lot of times they um always say or um you don't act like a therapist and that goes back to that idea of of Mm -hmm. what what you think counseling is and what you think a therapist is Mm -hmm. but i could relate to a certain group of people that 
the population um, mm-hmm. or people that Absolutely. not that, that are not seen um, seen in the therapy world, the invisible folk, because right. I, I identify with the country folk, the the um, the ratchet folk, the uh, bootsy, um, blaring hey. folks, the cold at bopping folks, hey. like all those type of folks. And when I um, get to talk to talking to them, and they're like, "Oh, okay, you know this, and you." You know that they they it's a it's an understanding that because mm-hmm. I'm who I am mm-hmm. and sometimes that encourages them to be who they are so that um, genuineness on both parties that's a part of mm-hmm. our therapy process and that's a part of um, African center therapy yes um that's one of the the biggest parts is Absolutely. being genuine mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. being yourself and not being uh, feeling like you're an expert you like Lashawn just said you're a facilitator mm-hmm. not an expert so once people see that and they realize that that report is like mm-hmm. almost instantly like who I finally have somebody who um who gets it Absolutely. who understands me mm-hmm. and we brought and, that thing and out if together. you're looking for a therapist the first one you meet may not be the one no, for you. Right. No, if the energy right. ain't right mm-hmm. it is your duty mm-hmm. and it is your right as a recipient of healthcare, mm-hmm. to seek another opinion, to mm-hmm. seek another client, seek another yes. therapist. If I go into a physician office and the energy not right, mm-hmm. or a dentist office mm-hmm. and the energy not right, or a physical therapist office and the energy's not right, I'm not going back. Yeah. And the same thing for a therapist. Don't feel like you got to be stuck yeah. just because mm-hmm. somebody gave you a card right. or somebody no. recommended it. If the energy ain't right and that's not where you feel comfortable to let go and be who you want to be, Get back on your research, mm-hmm. word of mouth, get on the internet, you know, um, ask your friends and family mm-hmm. who maybe have gone to therapy, get some recommendations yeah. and go until you find the right fit. Cause there's so many therapists out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's somebody for every, and that, that, that it's somebody for everybody that report is everything. Like yes. I, um, watched a video from a um, psychologist. You said 75% of the, um, um, change in therapy comes from the relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it has mm-hmm. a lot to, um, do with um, that building rapport and that building relationship and just like you have the the, the duty we have the duty too we can't help you I'll be the first one if I can't help you I'm gonna recommend you refer you over to somebody else because if it's out of my league or if it's something that I'm just feeling like I can't offer more and let's change the same way Mm -hmm. we'll be quick refer you to somebody else that we think and you don't even have to choose that person but it's 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 our duty as um, counselors to Mm -hmm. um, look out for your best interest absolutely Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think we have a good foundation for somebody who is um, either thinking about it or maybe has um, kind of skewed ideas about therapy. Um, just a good foundation for them to be able to build and hopefully seek some help, um, particularly this time of year. So um, before we close out, I just wanted to because it's to, to let people know y'all certified. <laughs> I just want y'all to run down like your education, um, some of your cert- special certifications, you know, what you are, uh, what you have been trained in. Okay. Well, um, I graduated, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology um, and I, also, I have a master's degree in community psychology. Oftentimes I tell people that uh, the work that I do I was called to do uh, well before I became quote-unquote educated or got degrees um, I was called to do this work but I had to go get um, 
I had to get that paper mm-hmm. just to uh, be able to sit amongst the best and say this is what I do. So um, culture competency is something that I actually specialize in. Uh, on top of having a degree in psychology, but being clear on um, how important culture is. Um, I mean, everything we do, mm-hmm. uh, we've had proper training in it. Mental health, um, we have a mental health certification. I've actually been uh, trained to deal with trauma survivors, uh, women, children, and men who've experienced domestic violence, uh, physical, emotional, mental, financial, um, anger management, uh, grief and loss. So there are so many things uh, that we're able to cover. And and Yolanda and I, although we do a lot of the same thing, we both have our passions and a certain skill set that we like to work from. I'm big on solution-focused therapy. Talk therapy is good. Well, um, I may want you to revisit some of that trauma, but a big part of uh, what I like to specialize in is finding a solution to deal with the actual trauma uh, that you've been through so you get to that place of healing, so progressing. Um, and me, I, I, sometimes I don't like talking about degrees, <laughs> I just, but I, I have a bachelor's in psychology. Um, a master's in community psychology and I have a master's in counselor education I will be licensed um, next year um, a licensed mental health counselor you forgot that part (laughs) you too I'll be licensed next year I um, took my exam, passed the exam so now I got to get those hours um, and after I get my hours I'll be completely licensed and I'll be um Registering as a play therapist after about, I get um, those licenses, but I have training in um, um, trauma focused CBT, um, cognitive behavior therapy. I'm sorry, be um, using those acronyms, whatever type of therapy I provide, it's the best, it's in the best interest of that person. But if I had to, um, choose, it would always, I will always go back to um, client center and play therapy because, um, I love working with those with kids and a lot of times they don't have the words, the language, the voice, but they will play with those toys and they will speak through them. So I love that. And then I love to see um, our kids engaged in play therapy because, and I'm going, me and LaShawn are going to write a book on African children in play therapy because there's not a lot of um, research out there about uh, our kids in play therapy. Um, but they are totally different from what the book the book has no it the book model it it does not capture us and play there because we're already expressive people we already use analogies what's the word where you um use um colloquialisms and um symbolism that's Mm -hmm. the word we're already um symbolic so seeing um black children engage in play therapy is it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing because of all those elements come at play and and they use it they mm-hmm. use it but they use it in a way that is different from the book and if you look at it from the book perspective you will see a totally different picture than from the cultural perspective mm-hmm. because a lot of things it's it's not just um 
it's not just surf, surface level. Mm-hmm. It goes beneath that. So um, seeing our children engage in um, play therapy is something that I, I love to do. It's interactive. It's um, it's just like a, a, a back and forth. And I learned so much from... Um, I learned so much from them. I learned... Um, even when not in play therapy, um, just from talking to sit down, talking with kids in general, I learn so much. So that's why I love working with them because um, they teach me a lot. Well, thank you, ladies. I certainly appreciate um, y'all presence here. Oh, if anybody in the Tallahassee or Big Bend area would like to get in touch with Blue Lotus, can y'all... Uh, let us know um, some contact information if anybody wanted to have some counseling services. Yes, well, we have a Facebook page and it has majority of our information on it. You can find us on Facebook at Blue Lotus C H W. That's Blue B L U E Lotus L O T U S C H W, which is counseling and holistic wellness we're on facebook um you can find our phone number on there we're actually on instagram too um we do monthly uh workshops we're located at 336 east college avenue here in tallahassee florida um and majority of our workshops are free so we do monthly uh workshops we're currently offering a prepaid 50 minute uh, counseling session for $50 uh, from now until December the 31st, 2017. So, but we got big plans uh, for our community. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you, ladies. I appreciate you for coming on and talking with TT. Thank you, TT. Yes, TT. Yes. These ain't only my guests. These are my friend boo. Tinty Talks. Yes. Tinty Talks. Talks. Yes, y'all got to, we got to do a, a update, come back again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be more pertinent issues and um, I'm sure that, you know, maybe people will have um, questions that they may reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we can continue this conversation, but I appreciate y'all presence. I appreciate what y'all do in the community. We and appreciate you. you. Thank you, boo. And um, booze. And I'll be excited to link up with y'all soon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, peace. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me for another episode of TT Talks. I know we definitely learned a lot today about protecting and healing ourselves, our spirits, keeping our mental health in order. That is so essential, y'all. If you need help, go seek help. Uh, You don't have to carry this burden alone. Um, I love you. I support you. And I look forward to seeing all of y'all on the interwebs. You can catch me on Twitter at Dandara Queen, D-A-N-D-A-R-A Queen, or on Instagram at Nostalgic, N-O-S-T-A-L-J-I-Q. Y'all rock with this beat made by yours truly. Shout out to DJ A to the L for all of the scratches and the blends and the cuts on here. Shout out to Minnie Ripperton for the sample. Y'all stay peace out there. They made your talent.